Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wow, here we are at a Comic Book Nation live reaction episode because... Star Wars. We didn't see it coming. There's a lot of news hitting right now, but Star Wars has made some big announcements. So here today on this bonus episode breakdown of Comic Book Nation is my regular co-host, Connor Casey. What up? And one of our Star Wars horror all-around experts of all thing fandom, Mr. Patrick Cavanaugh is here. And I think it's your first time in a long time, so it's nice to have you back. Yeah, uh, also, what up? <laughs> all right guys so let's jump into it so we just got the news you know things have been relatively i would say like murky for people who spend a lot of time covering star wars content on this site things have been kind of relatively murky in the film side we've kind of known what was happening on the tv side for a while but on the film side there's been this kind of question we've had a couple projects up in the air now we just got a big announcement that's kind of a game changer which is that we are going to get, instead of The Mandalorian Season 4, this was another big question on the TV side, what was going to happen for Season 4 of The Mandalorian, we are going to be getting a Mando and Grogu movie, which has been announced as being in development. Yeah, Connor, I want to shoot to you first, because I know you and I spent some of our regular time on Comic Book Nation, which subscribe to us on uh, video and your podcast platforms and go back to listen to our whole Mandalorian season three <laughs> breakdown. I know you had strong feelings about season three, where it left things off and what we should maybe be doing with season four. So I'm always curious, how is this news hitting you, man? So I am known as the cynical yet handsome bastard on this show. And... uh <laughs> Whenever the topic of Star Wars movies comes up, I basically push it to the side and say, yeah, I'll believe it when I'm sitting in the theater and it's playing in front of me. I saw the memes from a few months ago when we were supposed to get Rogue Squadron and a lot of the posts of what y'all think of the movie and never forget what they took from us. The whole any the whole process of any time there is an announcement when it comes to a Star Wars film lately has just been this might happen. It might not happen. I remember all the excitement around the Taika Waititi stuff. I don't see any mention of that in here. I know the whole Dave Filoni, hey, I'm going to combine all of the Disney Plus series into one climactic film that is mentioned right at the end of this, that there is still something in production with that. There's also the James Mangold thing that got mentioned. But as for this, as you know, I was not over the moon with how Mando season three kind of went off the rails, especially in the latter half. And when this got announced, my first question was, so are we getting this instead of season four? Is this season four? And they just said, you know what? We The scale of this is big enough that we can just shorten it up, make it its own movie, put it out because, hey, Star Wars hasn't had a movie in a while. To me, if this is, and I, I was talking about produce this with producer Rich uh, before we started rolling. This reminds me of when you have an anime that is ongoing 
And in between seasons, they release a theatrical movie. It's it's standalone story. You can watch it by itself. It doesn't necessarily you don't even necessarily have to know about the show to enjoy the movie. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe it's just, hey, we need a Star Wars film. Let's put something out. What do people like? They like Mandalorian. They certainly like Grogu. Let's just make that the title and go. Sorry, I didn't know you were going to stop there. Um, yeah, uh, I think there are some big questions surrounding that. It's also, I think, another one, one of our regular fans, Damon, expressed, which was my first question in this, is, is this the same as the Filoni movie, like, that nope, we heard? They were very they were very economical in what they announced. If you look at how they set, they structure each sentence, they specifically say Filoni has a movie in production along with Ahsoka season two, and it's not this because okay. this is Favreau. There we go. So let's get that straight first. And yes, that was the other big buildup on the TV side. It looks like we are getting Ahsoka season two, which uh, I have been you know all over the place over the holidays, but I thought that was still. Something that was kind of up in the air. Yes, no. Patrick, you you keep up with Star Wars news for us. Yeah, I mean, I think a big thing was just the last year's strikes. Uh, not only could the actors not talk about it and not work on it, there couldn't be any sort of meetings, any sort of discussions about it. So Ahsoka, just like Book of Boba Fett, just like season one of The Mandalorian, it's just all billed as a limited series and sort of like Connor mentioned along the lines of a movie until it's actually officially confirmed until there's photos, until there's teasers, trailers, like you really don't have any idea what's going on. And I mean, even Rosaria Dawson uh, recently kind of said like, yeah, we haven't had any talks about it because the strikes and because the holidays and even something being in that, even, you know, Lucasfilm Disney announcing that it's in development doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come to fruition because a lot of people had assumed a season four of The Mandalorian was going to happen. And even if Lucasfilm hadn't officially announced a season four, it seems like this is going to take the place of season four. And we, of course, can't rule out, you know, five years down the line that there will still be a season four uh, until, you know, production actually starts on the volume. We don't really know if it's definitively going to happen because another pandemic could happen, another strike could happen. Like we don't know what is going to prevent and see uh, uh, Lucasfilm reevaluate all their plans. Yeah, I'm kind of in the Connor Casey, like don't believe it until you're in the theater and uh, sometimes don't even believe it when you're in the theater if it's like a Zack Snyder movie, right? But, <laughs> you know, there's another big question. This is why I love doing this live because – you know, we do this for a living, but you guys in the crowd, the wisdom of the crowd is always beneficial here. What do you adjust things for a Mandalorian movie starring Pedro Pascal to actually have him taking off this helmet and doing this? Or do you go the dread route and just keep it, keep the character consistent? Do you think that will throw people or do you think Mando's big enough that people know the deal and, and like are just going to kind of come to it? for the character more than the Pedro of it all. Personally, I, I, I kind of agree with Connor in that uh, uh, anime is a good comparison, but I also compare it to MCU that like 
whether it's a movie, whether it's a TV show, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it screens. It doesn't matter where it premieres. It's just MCU chapter 75. Like it's just, here's new content in this franchise. And I feel like that's what Star Wars has really been suffering from lately. Like whether it is the book of Boba Fett, whether it is Ahsoka, whether it's Mandalorian season three, it just keeps being, here's the next thing. And we're going to pretend like you don't need to know anything, but you're only going to care if you do know stuff. Like Ahsoka, I don't know anyone who didn't know about Rebels that was invested in that show or was super enthusiastic about that show. That's not to say that the show was bad or, or underwhelming or anything like that, but it's like, I don't know anyone who wasn't familiar with Mandalorian, wasn't familiar with Rebels. So like, People who don't know The Mandalorian are not going to go see The Mandalorian and Grogu. No matter what Pedro says in press interviews, no matter what Favreau says, people aren't going to care about this movie unless they have watched every season of The Mandalorian or, or every season of Star Wars content. And uh, it's just, I, I'm really apprehensive. Um, I've loved Andor because that actually feels like a thing that doesn't need to be Star Wars to still be riveting content. And that's from how the story came together. That is just the production of it. That like, if they're just going to film this thing in the volume and it's just going to feel like restrained and economical, I, I don't see why this is going to be worthy of a big screen treatment. I'll be I'll be cautiously optimistic, but there you know there's no way you're going to get butts in seats uh, that aren't Star Wars butts, if you will. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know if yeah if how much this has as a new attraction play at this point. Connor, I need a cynical view for a minute here, so I'm going to throw to you. We got Pedro Pascal, right? one of the most in-demand kind of actors right now. He's still got The Last of Us. We still have some unresolved stuff in the Marvel camp that could be taking up his time quite possibly. Then he's still playing Mando. Do you think this is a send-off, or do you guys truly feel like this is just anime kind of feature filler in between arc, or do you think this could be the end for him? I don't think it's the end for him. Um, as far as the big question of whether or not he is in the suit and he is on set the whole time, I, I think voiceover takes only about a week to do at most. And uh, filming an entire movie can take quite a bit longer than that. And this dude, as you mentioned, has quite a full schedule right now. So my bet is that if we see him without the helmet, it's one scene like it's been in previous seasons. And for the rest of it, he's not on set. Someone else is in that suit. He's doing the voice after the fact. And that's fine. But you, you want to talk cynical. This, this almost kind of feels cynical in its pitch. It's, hey, based on our metrics from sales and Disney+, Plus, we know that you like Grogu, so we're going to make sure he's in it. We're going to put him in the title. Y'all watch Mandalorian. We know that for a fact. So that's 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 the sales pitch is hey you like mandalorian here's more of it it's on the big screen this time whether or not it's on actual sets as opposed to the volume is its own question i'm really hoping that they get out of the volume because i think we've seen enough of it to now to know that you can really tell just how confined of a space they're operating in 
with all the screens surrounding them. So I'd like to see them get out, get into some jungles, go to some sand places, go nuts with the location shooting because we, we've seen enough of, hey, you are all, you and about 10 feet in front of you is real and the rest of it's fake. We, we can tell. My, I, I'm leaning more towards this is anime filler. I think that whatever Filoni has planned for his ultimate film that combines all of this, the dangling plot threads from Ahsoka and what he's doing with Mando, I think it kind of needs Mando to be at the center of it. I am on the opposite. I don't, I'm not necessarily cynical. I, I just have a Joker style level of humor and so like i think that it's been a long time and, and i've been saying this about the mcu that it needs to get dangerous again like nothing feels dangerous so like that was like my whole thing with replacing kang with the council of reeds and all that stuff that you can go listen to on that podcast but here i think that i'm with some of the people in the comments that i would almost think this could be a good death epic for din grogu survives din dies though i think it's been a long time since star wars hit us with like a real empire strikes back level kind of twist non-happy ending type deal and if you want to make and i think we've all been kind of down talking the disney plus series is feeling like they don't have stakes like they're not epic or, or grand enough and all that well you know brother this would make people sit up and take notice and it definitely would put butts in seats from the hardcore Star Wars butts to the mainstream people who watch just The Mandalorian and stuff like that. That would make them do it. I think there's room to do it because I think the show in its arc, I think season three proved already that they may be running out of steam there. And they've and already started to throw to like Bo-Katan and, and other things about what The Mandalorian kind of like means. So I think this would be a good time to take out somebody like Din, give this Filoni movie real stakes and yeah. have it be like, oh, no, we got to go. It's not just we're riding against like Thrawn or whatever. It's like we got to go get payback. You know, they took one of ours. We're taking all of theirs. You know, America loves a gang war. So I it, think they you could do I think it could be that. I'm all for them going into a more dangerous route. I think if you look at everything that has come out, post the disney merger people talk about rogue one they obviously talk about andor and those were products that did have a bit of an edge to them the problem is is that the same brain trusts that created the mandalorian from the start people like filoni people like favreau all their hands are still in this so if the leadership hasn't changed if the creative direction hasn't changed i've seen nothing that tells me oh these are the guys that are going to suddenly make this edgy People have said uh, Bo-Katan could get taken out. That I mean, that's more of an economical choice, right? You you take out Katie Sackhoff's Bo-Katan, who also needs to have her arc kind of wrapped up in the franchise before we get to a lot of later stuff. So, I mean, that would shock people, too. Uh, Thrawn slowly choking Grogu would also maybe get people off his back about not being scary you, enough. You want to be dangerous? Kill Ezra. Oh, wow. Wow. That would just... Nah, man. Stop it. We, we just went through a whole thing to get him back. Too Let's bad. talk. Before we wrap, I mean, we got to move over. Patrick, you're on board for the Kill Ezra campaign, it sounds no, like. No, I, I just want to say that like, I feel like there's been a big divide uh, in the storytelling in the Disney Star Wars between 
giving fans what they want and giving fans what they need. And it, ever since, like, they brought back Luke Skywalker for season two of Mandalorian, that has been Disney leaning into giving fans what they quote unquote want, which is things that they recognize. Ahsoka was full of, hey, it's that character you like, and they're back. And, you know, I, I don't think star i don't think disney wants to kill off characters because they feel like look at all of the look at all the content look at all of the engagements we're generating by the return of a character and so they've been so much more focused on bringing things back bringing characters to life referencing things that are familiar as opposed to telling stories that these characters need because ezra died already and that was like one of the last you know impactful deaths of the the Disney Star Wars era and that was six years ago now and so like that was one of the last meaningful impactful uh uh earned authentic genuine send-offs to a character that has now been undone because they could get the volume they could cast Ezra they could sell some more toys um so yeah I don't think it's going to be about bringing people back. I think it's going to be about like making serious uh, uh, stakes for any of these stories and to not do it uh, inauthentically, not do it just because it's, Hey, we're going to kill off Kylo Ren. Everyone knows we're going to kill off this character that you've only known for, you know, four or five years. Like give us something that is, is an authentic earned compelling story uh, uh, like Andor did and and make these stories have stakes because they are shrouded in a Star Wars skin, if you will. Before we got to wrap, uh, we got to talk about Ahsoka season two, which is just the footnote of both to this live reaction podcast and to the article that, you know, inspired it. I'm weirdly kind of like, optimistic that if they do this i mean obviously there's so much stuff that's already back in the main ahsoka literally split these into two universes right so like in the main universe you got now this grogu mando movie filoni movie happening but is ahsoka season two possibly like our real first time to kind of break out into something new and different relatively within star wars if we just go back and focus on what's going on on uh what is it per per peridia Mm -hmm. in like uh that other universe here's my hot take star oh, wars will not be able to move on unless it goes past episode nine or way the hell in the past to the old republic to where it is fair Which game we're, we're doing both to, you don't have to mess with skywalkers you don't have to mess with palpatine or the first order because all of these products that are coming out that are set between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. The problem is that they're all running into the brick wall that is episode nine sucked. You have <laughs> to get past it. So you got to move away from that, set it in another galaxy, set it outside of that specific time period from episode one to episode nine. That's how this franchise moves the hell on. Yeah, and we are doing that. Uh, mentioned in the article... Is also that, yes, we, they're still going forward with this James Mangold story, which was supposed to be, you know, the first kind of rise of the Jedi order and things like that. 
And then we have uh, Charmaine Obey Chinoy, who is going to be doing the Ray movie. So we are kind of, or the movie about the next Jedi Order featuring Ray and possibly Teen Grogu, as people are saying they want to see in the comments, right? Talk about Patrick's comeback theory of Star Wars. There you go. Um, so we are doing that. We are getting to the bookends. We also have the Acolyte, some uh, Damon pointed out, the Acolyte still on its way, which is supposed to be late High Republic, which the High Republic itself, I, you know, a lot of you guys don't jump into that, but I do, has kind of done this weird Star Wars, like main story, prequel story, sequel story kind of arc also. So I'm kind of still interested about like really what's going on there. But I think that, yeah, Ahsoka season two, I would just like, like them. First of all, as always in Star Wars, as Connor just pointed out, we're always at a deficit these days, which is a weird thing to be in a franchise, which is like, okay, we're not starting out styling the new story. We're going to make up for all this stuff we didn't do right before, which is already there's a fair amount of that in Ahsoka season two. We got to maybe actually take time and, you know, make Sabine an actual Jedi Jedi, you know, and get to the heart of that, which could be really cool about because I I mean, I think that episode with Hayden Christensen and all that was kind of really good. We could get into more of that kind of stuff. We could get into more some ancient lore and new stuff that we can do. But again, we're still at a deficit when you want to be kind of realistic about it. We're still going to be kind of filling in and making up for stuff that we haven't done before which i can already feel patrick kind of like i feel like you're shaking your head and just kind of groaning under your breath over there no i mean it, it's of all the movies that were previously announced like the dave filoni thing is was the least exciting to me and uh you know the dawn of the jedi probably uh conceptually was the most interesting to me because just saying like this is literally a thousand years ago Sort of like Rings of Power did to Lord of the Rings. Like, no, you're not going to see, you know, someone shouting off screen like, oh, hey, Bilbo, good to see you. I'll meet up with you later. Like, you know that that stuff is not going to happen. So I think you have to give the audience this preconceived, like, built-in knowledge of this is not just going to be Easter egg fest. Like, this is going to be a story worthy of being told. I thought, you know, something like Rogue Squadron – just by formula, just by concept, like, you know, that's wouldn't have been about Luke Skywalker. It would have taken place in, you know, the margins of something familiar. And I think that's why things like uh, uh, Rogue One, I think that's why something like uh, Andor is successful is because it takes place in the margins and you can sort of dip your hand into, you know, iconography that's familiar while the audience is drawn in by that. And then you deliver this riveting story with compelling characters that aren't riveting just because you know them, they're riveting because the writing and the direction and, and the, the, the plot actually shows why they're so riveting. So I'm, I'm not super hopeful for anything that leans into what we already know, whether that's Ahsoka season two, whether that's, uh, uh, Thrawn, like for as cool as all this stuff is, I feel like they're uh, uh, really overusing that, uh, uh, leaning on that as a crutch. And I just want to see stories that are worth being told, that deserve to be on the big screen or deserve to have eight episodes of a TV series, as opposed to, eh, well, we know we'll get engagement. We know we can sell toys. We know we can do branded content and continue to build the brand. 
and uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, final question because we're gonna get out of here now. But uh, with Ahsoka season two, there is the massive hurdle of Balin Skull and Ray Stevenson's passing. Uh, what do you do with this character at this point? I mean, he's so popular now that I think you can't just ignore it. I mean, I guess for me, recasting is pretty much what you got to do at this point. Get Russell Crowe on the phone and recast him. Okay, Patrick. I uh, I think they're going to do, uh, you know, Poochie with Itchy and Scratchy. And it's just going to be Balin Skull died on the way to his home planet. And that's going to be it. And just, you know, have have Grogu hold up a sign saying that. And audience will, will be happy because they'll be like, more Grogu. Who cares about, you know, the tragic passing of this fantastic actor and what that means? Like, no, just throw something else in there that will distract people from... Uh, that character and they'll be happy to move on okay and there you have it that's where we're gonna leave it this is our live reactions to the news that we are getting a mando and grogu movie plus ahsoka season two i am kofi outlaw the host of comic book nation and this has been my co-host connor casey and our star wars expert mr patrick cavanaugh be sure to subscribe to comic book nation we are the only show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com and every week we have multiple episodes focusing on all the biggest things in fandom so check us out on your podcast platform and our youtube page thank you guys for joining in and we'll see you guys out there in star wars land peace later <laughs>